Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Good morning. Welcome to Into the Lab podcast in our new Thursday morning slot. Excited to continue season two with our sports scientists on hand. This is episode 30 and I'm your host, Ernest Silva. Find me at the Sport Gene and powered by the mothership Blue Collar Media Group, where we are back with some fun debates on NBA, NFL and XFL news on the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network. This show is coming to you from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe. Let's cue the announcer and get your morning started off right away. And now, tonight's starting lineup. Pittsburgh football hockey gambling writer for the Blue Collar Sports Network, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain P-E-H, the most interesting name in the world, Paul. What's going on, Ernest? The coronavirus took the rest of our guys out, but you know what? We're still here. We're, we're going on. Yes, we are. And and last, from Boston, slightly biased, very own and co-host of Smack Talk, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the great Steve Reisner will join us later on. He says he's going to be late, but he was not taken out by coronavirus, yeah. I promise. We'll no. hear from him later. And trust me, if you're a regular listener, you'll know when he joins. That's definite. Yeah. So, might just be two of us starting today for your car ride, but you know we'll be focusing on some NBA and XFL news mostly today looking at analysis and trends. Um, our round one segment will be featured on big topics in basketball, a new segment I'm going to keep hitting until we get there, and an XFL recap coming from Paul, yours truly. And round two will be our famous pick'em segment where we'll be geared around the NBA and XFL. But let me go ahead and just segue here because Paul and I dominated last week in pick'em, and so I think it just, just shows that everybody didn't want to show face after we just slaughtered them last week with pick'em. So kudos to you, Paul. If you want to take a lap and just give your congratulations speech and, and your big speech, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens, Ernest. You know, we take care of business and these guys flit out of here, you know, don't want to don't want to face the music as, you know, we're the real sports analysts here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And if you don't know what happened last week, let me just recap for you. I went 13 and one. That's right. At the sport, you went 13 and one with picks against the spread and money line four and oh against the spread thank you and yes. paul went 12 and two in just money line picks with F- and M- nba and xfl and three and one in against the spread i mean that's that's some domination across the board right there so we are killing it in the offseason who needs football in the nfl all right all yeah, right exactly 
<laughs> we might not get it for a while. That's right. That's right. And we, that that if we had um, our NFL expert, I think we would be really deep into that. I think we're going to go deep into the. Uh, I want to see what happens with the CBA and the players union for next week's segment when we're live all together in Boston, and we'll definitely talk about that. But that's going to be a big topic. Um, and when Steve comes, on, I'm sure he's just going to chime right into it. Is what the hell's going on in the NFL? So we'll probably hear about that today. Um, but for the season, uh, kudos to us. I'm 27 and seven. Paul, you're 22 and 12, and Steve is actually 22 and 12. So we're actually doing really well in our pickums in this off season for NBA and XFL. But let's jump right into the news and jump into our round one. Round one: League news and updates. So round one. Before we go into the NBA action. Let's recap week three of the XFL. Paul, why don't you take it away for us? Well, um, we had St. Louis uh, taking on New York. Uh, big thing out of that game was uh, St. Louis pulled a reverse kickoff. Uh, it was awesome to see. Um, these coaches trying to think outside the box on this kickoff. Um, so that was a huge thing to see that. That was a fun highlight. Uh, that puts St. Louis at 2-1. They're a very good team. They're right up there. With Houston, I think Houston's number one, and then D.C. and them are number two. Uh, then we go to Dallas. They they uh, get back on the winning track again, two and one. Landry Jones had an uneven performance, uh, 274, three. But he had two picks again, uh, which is kind of disturbing because, <laughs> I mean, he's supposed to be an NFL quarterback. So um, they have a huge game with Houston this week. So that's going to be a true test for him. Uh, Houston, they kept rolling over Tampa Bay. Even though Tampa Bay showed some life, it was still just P.J. Walker and Cam Phillips' show. Cam Phillips has been the Offensive Player of the Week twice uh, now for the last two weeks in the XFL. Uh, just a monster week, three touchdowns. P.J. Walker looked amazing. MVPJ. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really believe that. I, and he won't be in the XFL next year. So nope. Somebody will take a shot on him. Uh, then the last one was the stunner of the week. Uh, my DC defenders absolutely laid an egg in LA. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. Um, so, uh, LA just smacked them 39 to nine, but that LA team, it, it was, it was better than some of the, like, I think they're better than New York, Seattle. Um, I think they're in the top half of the league. They just had some bad luck out of the gate. Um, they make Cardell look absolutely terrible. So, um, like I said, big game this week is uh, Houston and Dallas, the Lone Star Showdown. So, um, I know we'll talk about that in our pick segment, but uh, I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, I watched the Houston game, of course. Of course I did. And I absolutely love that game. I did get worried, though. Tampa Bay, they at, at home, they were they, it looked like they were getting some momentum. I thought, oh, don't blow this game. Don't make me eat crow because I said Houston would cover easily. Um, It it was a good game. It was a good game. And watching the Wildcats, I mean, I was all over our threat as the only person to pick the Wildcats to win that game on last week's segment. I knew they were going to come out strong. You guys laughed at me. I knew they were going to come out strong. Um, And so I was glad to see that. I didn't know it was going to be a pulverizing, though. I guess I should have swapped that Houston pick. But, man, the Wildcats looked good. They looked looked really good. The run game looked dominant. And – um, it wasn't the, uh, I think I said it was going to be the Spruce show. It didn't end up being the Spruce show after all. It ended up being the McBride show. The entire yeah. Time. So, yeah. Um, well, that was the worst performance in DC franchise history. And, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we'll bounce back this week. 
Yeah, a lot of XFL action. I want to talk XFL as we talk uh, pickums. So let's jump uh, right into the NBA. Um, and be- actually, you know what? Before we jump into the NBA, Paul, let's talk a little bit about some football news NFL. I don't want to talk about the CBA, but I really want to talk about some of the stuff coming out of the NFL um, this week, especially out of uh, the first one being out of Houston. How do you feel about Bill O'Brien not being the play caller next year and being the coach on the sidelines? You think that's a win or a loss for Houston? I mean, are they actually going to let that happen, though? That's my thing. Like, at the end of the day, he's the head guy. So, in critical situations, is he just going to call the play? Um, you know, it, anything to take decision-making out of Bill O'Brien's hands, I'm all for. You know that. So Yeah, me too. That's how, feel, that's how I feel about that. But, really, when you're the head coach and you're the GM, like, in the critical situation, are you going to just say, hey, no, we're running this? Yeah, and I know I just threw that at you. And for those who don't understand what we're talking about, Bill O'Brien's not going to be the play caller for the Houston Texas. So we are switching um, gears to the NFL here. Um, he he's not going to be make the 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 initial play caller for the year. And so, as a Houston Texan watcher, I, I think that that's a win for the franchise because you just have him as a GM, really making those making those calls and not having a huge staple on the franchise, which everybody absolutely loathes. So really glad to see that not in his not that headset not on his head. Um, but a lot of uh, big player news coming out this week. Um, Austin Hooper, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, going to hit the free agent market. And other tight end news, Jason Witten not returning as a Dallas Cowboy. So two big tight end stories. Which one's bigger? Hooper, for sure. Uh, I, I think that he could he could go someplace. I'm sure that you know New England's definitely looking at him, right? Um, yep, have to be. Uh, Maybe that's why Miles isn't here. Maybe he's crying about <laughs> Austin Hooper. Uh, definitely, he must uh, be. <laughs> you know, uh, you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, does Witten still want to play? I mean, you're more plugged in down there than me. I mean, does he? Is he still have like a an itch to play? I just thought he was like wanted to be a cowboy. You know. Yeah, he's he's gearing more to his. I want to stay with the franchise, stay on staff. But he's. I don't think. I don't think that dry. He wants to play, but I don't think the Cowboys want to put him on the field. I think Blake Jarwin's the future for for Dallas. So, I, I totally that, agree. I love that Jarwin kid. I, yeah. I love. Him. Yeah, barring any sort of injury, he's he'll he'll be he'll have a fantastic year because Dak Dak likes that safety net with the tight end, and I think Blake proved he could down the stretch be that tight end safety net. So, yeah. So lots of tight end news. Um, any other NFL news you wanted to jot down? Oh, no, not really. I mean, you know, that the like you said, we're going to talk about the CBA next week. I mean, that that's the that's the linchpin in all this. Like, you know, the, all these free agents and stuff that are coming up. I mean, what are we going to have? I mean, are we going to have I mean, they're, I think somebody said today they can use franchise tags and transition tags, even though they're not going to be under a agreement next year. Is that that's right? part of it? That's part of it. That was agreed upon. That is correct. That's what's driving players a little bat crazy because. It's a little, it's it's basically they have no choice in the matter. They get to play whoever says they play, which is sounds a little bit about something else, but I'm not going to go there. So right, right. it just, <laughs> just yeah, sounds yeah, uh, yeah. sounds terrible. It's basically, the agent has your hands tied if they agree um, to to allow the franchise to franchise tag you, and um, that's that's a terrible situation. Now, if since we're not getting the collective bargaining agreement and we're not talking about the NFL, if you are following us, you can follow at Blue Collar. Um, media group or blue collar uh, sports radio network on Twitter. And we'll have live player reactions. You'll see Marquise Pouncey giving his words and thoughts towards veterans and young players in the league, asking them to step up and make their voices be heard to the NFLPA. That's huge. We'll be releasing more and more of those 
segments as we get those live videos and raw reactions. So follow us on there. Um, but let's go just go to the hard court, which is what today's podcast is all about, is the NBA. That's that's what's in midseason form here, and we're getting to some huge months. Let's talk about recent NBA news. Markeith Morris joins the LA Lakers. Does this move the needle for them? I, I don't think so. You seen Zion last night. I mean, Zion pushed him around like a little kid. Yeah, that's very true. I think that helps LA match up a little bit more with teams like Houston and Dallas when you talk about having to have a bunch of wings on wings and you have to take out Davis in certain key stretches, maybe make it a LeBron and four other players on the outside. Um, but I don't think uh, uh, the Clippers, especially the matchup with the Clippers, I don't, I don't know if he moves the needle for me either. I think the Lakers are cemented at that one spot, no matter what. But I don't, I don't, I, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit. But I don't think that's the best team in the West. We'll definitely talk about that in a minute. Uh, ben Simmons re-injures his back, and he's out indefinitely. From what I understand, it's the same nerve injury he had b- before. He's out at least three weeks. Uh, Philadelphia now probably going to finish in the bottom four, or do we still think they're going to be a top four team no, in I the East? In, I think I think they'll finish in the bottom four. They'll probably five. Um, I figure Miami will take them over. Uh, there's Steven Reisner right there. Uh, not him. <laughs> Steven Reisner is currently very hot at work. Yes. Yes. As we have mentioned before, the great Steve Reisner's representation has joined us on this fine podcast. According to his, according to his counsel, he has sent over a representative. Hello, Steve. Hello, Ernest. How are we doing tonight? <laughs> doing well, buddy. We're talking about the wonderful Philadelphia 76er superstar, Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he. we were just talking about, do you, with the injury, do you think that he's going to, that team is going to finish bottom four <laughs> in the East or finish in the top four still? Ah, bottom four. Bottom Lord, four? I don't know. I don't know, because Embiid might play better without him. <laughs> There's there's some there's something up when the two of them play together. So I really yeah, I, I don't know. They might actually do better. So just to give a little peace of mind to that as well, the I don't know, because I'm more on the top four end, but the only reason I'm saying that is because they do have the six easiest records left to play. Yeah. So um I mean obviously because they play in the East, but but that is a um, a big token of why I think they may finish in that top four spot. I just I I, did, I think they keep home core. I just don't know. With the Simmons injury, if that keeps him out the rest of the year, I mean, they're not going deep at all in the playoffs. They're not that strong. So, no, um, it's going to be – we're going to have to see how that team does. Other top news, Steph Curry will suit up against the Wizards this week. Um, you know, kind of happy to see him back on the court. I'm not going to touch too much on that segment till we see him play. The big story coming out today is that Tillman Fertitta says the Houston Rockets fear no one this year in the league, not like they feared the Golden State Warriors. Um, what do we think about that? Do you think the Houston Rockets actually feared the Golden State Warriors in the last couple seasons? And to me, I thought they were the only team that stood up to them. But, I mean, that's coming from, I guess, the fan perspective. What do you guys think? I think every team sort of feared the Golden State Warriors in a way over the last few years, man. That, that wasn't fair to have that roster. So, yeah. Like, I, you, you, I mean, maybe not fair. I don't know if fair is really the word to use there. But I, you didn't take them lightly. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Everybody was trying to beat them when they were on the court, but I think front office managers said, "Well, this is just not our year because they're here." I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that. But I also think that they kind of got under Houston's skin. I mean, you kind of seen it, you know, it, it was just one of those teams that it just seemed like when Golden State made their run, Houston didn't really answer how they should all the time. Right, right. No, that's definitely true. I mean, we had their number in the regular season, Houston Rockets, that is. Um, in the playoffs, should have won in seven. Um, one year, other year, all the other years, Golden State Warriors had the Rockets number. I don't call it a rivalry. A lot of people would say that's a big rivalry of the Rockets Warriors. I don't see that way. You have to win a series to call it a rivalry, in my opinion. So um, if you don't, that just means that you got close, but it wasn't a rivalry. Yeah, so, it just means you um, lose to one team. Yeah, it just means that we just keep getting eliminated by the same fucking team. So, oh, well, um, that's what happens when you play in the West. Um, on a side note, though, in, in this season, the Jazz did go from winning 16, a row to, 16 in a row to now losing 12 of the last 15. So that team is definitely coming back to the uh, norm there. And last but not least, Jason Tatum turning into a bona fide superstar before everybody's eyes. And luckily, we're all here just to ride that train. I was going to skip over that and go right into our segment. But now that we have Steve here, how do you feel about Jason Tatum today? I absolutely love Jason Tatum. I, I can't I, I you know what I think is really funny is that last year people were criticizing Danny Ainge because he didn't want to move Tatum and Brown and probably smart to get Anthony Davis for one year. It was, that was one of the best moves those one of the best moves you ever made was holding on to them. Yeah, one of the best moves you ever made was not making a move. Completely yeah, exactly. agree. Completely he, agree. I, 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 I thought that would be stupid to do that last year. There were a lot of people who thought, oh, no, you got to do that because then you keep Kyrie and Horford. No, I, Tatum's got something special in him, man. That kid's been lighting it up the last month. Two, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, I would have told you ah, this is a one-off week or this is just a little stint, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. But a month of consistent play where you're having to – at one point, they were sending double teams at him. Right, I mean that's that's that's, that's respect. The whole right? pretty much, uh, pretty much the entire second half against the Lakers on Sunday, he had a double team and he had Kuzma on him, which Kuzma's arguably the best defender on the Lakers. Yeah, I definitely agree. Now, now we're gonna have a big matchup we're gonna talk about later, which is that Rocket Celtics matchup that I wish the conference was there this weekend so we could be at together and be screaming at the top of our lungs. Dude, at. I was fucking thinking that right when I saw the schedule. I'm like, really? Gosh, just one week. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm like, a week later, him and Paul would have been here. <laughs> that that would have been perfect. Um, but let's go into our new segment. We'll segue into that. We're going to do a new segment, Steve. I was talking to Paul about it earlier. It's called Uh-oh. Starter or Ride the Bench. We're going to say whether this story <laughs> is going to continue or fizzle out for the rest of the season. So let's start with our first debate. Milwaukee, Bunk, the Milwaukee Bucks clinched the playoffs in February. One of the best teams in NBA history. Starting it or riding the bench? You started off, Paul. Riding the bench. I mean, they have to do it. I mean, if they don't win the East this year, I mean, Giannis is gone. So that's the story for me. Like, the win in the playoffs. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I, I got to ride the bench on that one. The, the Bucks got a great team this year, man. But to call themselves one of the best teams ever, oh, there's been some damn good teams, especially just Boston teams. <laughs> <laughs> No bias in that opinion whatsoever. No, no, absolutely not. Larry Bird's a top five basketball player ever. 
Oh my gosh. And I'm going to say a lot of pine on this one, right? The bench, Milwaukee Bucks, strength of schedule, number 30 in the league. Um, they are number. They have the, the 11th toughest strength of schedule going down the stretch. So we'll have to see how they actually look going forward. Um, but it's just, I feel like it's a little bit like the Patriots defense. Um, we're like, whoa, this yeah. is like all-time amazing. Eight terrible teams that they played, and they're like the best in the world. And then they got some real competition in front of them. They were very good, but they weren't best all time. I think that's going to be the same thing with the Bucks. And you're right. If they don't win this year, the Milwaukee Bucks may fizzle out and they may lose their superstar. So um, more to come on that. Now, I know a lot of teams have said, go grab the brothers so that Giannis goes to their team, right? That's like the, the strategy because he says he wants to play with his brothers. So we'll have to see which teams bite at that. Maybe it's just a way for him to get his <coughs> brothers into the NBA. That's the way I see it. Yeah, that's how I see it. <laughs> yeah, do we even know that they're as good as him? <laughs> like, well, we know his. I know his youngest brother. I think he's he's, he's yeah. playing his senior year in high school, right? I saw his yeah. clips. He's not bad. Yeah, he actually yeah. looks well, pretty I, good. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure they're they're pretty good. They're they're better than your average basketball player. Their their brothers an MVP in the NBA. So, <laughs> hey, hey, Steve. I, I since we have the flute in the background, tell us again what that is. That is the Boston Tea Party Museum. <laughs> that is that is that is the location of the Boston Tea Party. That is where a bunch of Bostonians in the 18, 1700s, 1800s, whatever the fuck it was, decided that fuck you we're paying no more taxes. They threw a bunch of tea off a boat. And now, you know, a hundred, couple hundred years later we pay taxes here more than fucking anyone else does. <laughs> Just completely Thanks. missed the point of the whole thing. Thanks a lot, assholes. <laughs> well, our, our second our second topic on starter right the bench is going to be Zion is proving to be the next big megastar of the NBA. Start it, make it right the bench. I'm gonna start with you, Steve. Uh, that can ride the bench because Jason Tatum's in his way. <laughs> okay, how old is Jason Tatum? 22. Okay, so he would be right there with Zion on that class of upcoming stars that would take over the league. Um, Paul, what do you think? Man, it's so tough because, you know, he's box office. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. That was the first game last night that I watched every single minute. Um, you know, I, I didn't turn the TV once. So, um, I'm going to say started. Uh, you know, he, he's definitely... It's definitely a draw, so I'm going to start it. Yeah, I'm going to start that one as well. I think Zion is – I think the media is going to make him, just like Giannis. Yeah. He's either going to be the next big thing or not. He's just going to be up there. Um, I do want to make a hot take right now on this segment that Jason Tatum, John Morant, and Zion Williamson one day will play on the same team. Big no, that can only happen in Boston, though, because yeah, Jason, I know I have... Jason Tatum is never leaving here. I think Miami, Boston – and Toronto have this deal where at one point they're just going to send three big stars to one of the <laughs> franchises. And I think Boston's that next one with those three. And then after that, Toronto gets the next crop. So, 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 <laughs> so, all right. So Boston, you know, wait, when they got their big three and then uh-huh. the Miami continued it with, with LeBron and Bosch. Yeah. Right. And then, then, then Toronto did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's our yeah. turn. It's coming back yeah. to Boston. It definitely yeah, that's, is. That's right. Yeah, it's our turn. Maybe, maybe that'll be the Collie Anthony Towns trade. There you go. There you go. <laughs> be, I'm just telling you, next big three, 
Boston, Boston's next. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have to take a hot take. Those two are gonna be there eventually. But let's go to the third. Let's go to the third take. So last, the, what is the last team that LeBron and Anthony Davis want to see in the first round of the playoffs? Spurs, Grizzlies, Ooh. or Pelicans? Pels. Pels. For sure. Pelicans. Yeah, I think we're all in the Pelicans trade. If you look at their last three meetings, all decided by single digits, home or away. Okay, so that's number one. Um, and I think the Pelicans, they have revenge on their side, right? It's like revenge of the of the birds over there. Like, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. The cast-offs. The cast-offs. Yeah, the cast-offs. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like what the Clippers want to do the Rockets when we sent all those players for Chris Paul. They're like, fuck the Rockets. They ended up being like 3-1 and one that year against the Rockets. So, yep. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a real thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think we all agree with the Pelicans. I think, I think realistically, the Grizzlies will probably grab that eight spot. How do you feel about the Grizzlies Lakers matchup? I think they play in this upcoming week too. But how do you feel about that matchup? Too much AD. Yeah, yeah. That's that, and Matt, Matt, the Grizz, Grizzlies are building something over there. I mean, Jaw's ja, good, but it's they can't they can't outgun the Lakers yet. Too, like like Paul said, that's too much AD. I like to say this though: the Lakers on the road, very different team than when they're playing at home. When they're playing at home, they play some dominant style basketball. They have some blowout wins against some good teams. But on the road, they are they don't have one blowout win. They 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 really struggle to separate themselves against even lesser opponents on the road. So I, I would like to see a series where they dominate on at both home and away on both sides of the floor. But they have yet to show it in a regular series. Um, uh, Miles, I'm really starting to come around to Miles' side on that, Ernest, a lot about the Lakers and that number one seed. Like, I, I've watched a couple Laker games. I mean, that Celtic game, they should have lost that. I mean, if you're a basketball fan, regardless of what you think, the referees ruined the last fucking two minutes of that game. They Absolutely. Did. That was fucking pathetic. Yeah, I didn't even I'm want to talk that, to you guys. I'm glad that I'm glad that one of you guys said it before I did. <laughs> I didn't even want to bring it up though. I didn't want to bring those feelings back up. But but I I barely even want to message you guys. I just wanted to say let it let it I ride. I mean, Jalen we'll Brown later. was clearly in bounds. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, that's that's low fifty fifty, Steve. Low no, 50/50. no, that that wasn't no, that wasn't low fifty. That was clear, clearly in bounds. And they're like, no, no, out of bounds, Lakers ball. That's what LeBron thinks. I'll let you have it because I expect whenever Houston has that call, you back me up on it. But there were a lot of there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There were a lot of foul calls that were very questionable in that game that should have never been. <clears throat> Dude, um, like when like when LeBron reversed the goaltend in the, in the beginning of the game. Oh, that was oh my god, that was horrible. I was just should've glad seen, I wasn't. You should have seen. Fan. You oh my god, you should have seen me. <laughs> <laughs> You should have fucking seen me in that moment. Oh, I absolutely loved the um, uh, Jason Tatum offensive shooting foul. I know at the end there that. that was, oh yeah, that was, that was perfect. So yeah, it reminded me of the of the uh, Demar Derozan shooting foul that he did on when James Harden popped his head back and Spurs fans were livid. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, was, I, I enjoyed being on the other side this time just to uh, just to see how that felt, but. Never want to be that with the Rockets, but we'll move on. Uh, so we agree. The Pelicans are the team that, that would be the most fun matchup, would give them probably the most headache, but the Grizzlies seem to be that team. I don't know if the Spurs are going to make a run this year. They seem to be kind of teetering on the bad end of the season. They may miss the playoffs this year. 
So let's let's go ahead and move on. The fourth one, which is probably my favorite out of all of them, the small ball Houston Rockets will work in the playoffs. Starting it or riding the bench? I'm going last, uh, of course. Uh, all right, Paul, you go first. Uh, <laughs> I just hate to say it, Ernest, but I'm going to ride the bench on that one. Just okay. Because, just because in seven games, like you figure stuff out, like you start to get the patterns and stuff like that. Um, I think it'll work until they get against a team that's equal to them, and then it'll be interesting. The you know the adjustments they make. That's what I want to see. Okay, Steve. Uh, I have to. I, well, kind of halfway because it's gonna work. I think for at least the first series. Uh, once you hit some, once you get later in the playoffs, once you hit, uh, you know, maybe the conference finals, that that's not gonna work anymore. Because even you've talked about is how a lot of their game is relied on getting these free these foul calls. Yep. And getting their free throws, and you you've seen the past few years. I I know you've seen. You don't get those calls when you get late in the playoffs. Yep. So, I, yeah. I'm going to call it the sixth man of the year. I know that's not a choice, but I'm going to say it's sixth man of the year. I'm going to say it's going to work for a couple of series. I think it's just going to work for one. I think I think it'll work against the Jazz or the Nuggets, whoever we get matched up in the first round against a, a typical opponent we usually have, and then uh, work against the Clippers, who I, I, I'm pretty sure is going to be our second-round opponent where they land. Um, and, and then take the Lakers on. They're going to need a lot of strategy, and that's not Mike D'Antoni's strength. Um, to quote a very um, <laughs> controversial NBA analyst I know, his name is Reginald Huggins. He uh, talks about Russell Westbrook being that X factor in the playoffs and how um, Russell Westbrook would have to have the ball go through him. Um, I agree in the playoffs. If James Harden's going to be geared on and he's going to be the playmaker and he kind of gets that pressure on him and can't do it, then he will he will need Russ to run the offense and really do some work and have the defense um, shift to him. And, and but that that's a lot of strategy changing for MDA. The the uh, entire uh, roster is built for hug um, for Harden and Westbrook to to co collaborate and coexist in an offense together. And so we'll have to see. I mean, there's still a lot of games left to play, but the Rockets do have the seventh easiest schedule going forward. The Jazz. The Thunder, the uh, the uh, Nuggets ha- are in the top 12 of toughest schedules to end the year. So that just trends downwards for them as the Rockets trend upwards. That's the reason I say they'll end up in the second or third seed to end the year. So really, they'll have home court in the first two first two rounds, uh, possibly. And so that, that adds a lot to it, too. So we'll just have to see. I'm going to ride the sixth man of the year. Uh, well, that one wasn't a, a choice, but I can't start it, and I can't, I can't let it ride the bench. So I'm putting it right in the middle with Steve. All right, the fifth one, Steph Curry joining the Warriors again. Make some relevant again this season to watch. Start it or ride the bench? Ride the bench. Ride the fucking bench. Ride the bench for real on that. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe, maybe even take a lap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a lap. You're right. Take a lap. Steph who? Yeah. No, no, Steph. Steph. <laughs> hey, you really honestly, Ernest, do you think that he's going to play like the last 10, 15 games of the year? Because I, I have zero I have zero confidence. He oh, I, I think he's playing 10 minutes in the first yeah. half, five, eight minutes in the second half, and he's going to rest the rest of the time. Right. The Warriors are trying to get a lottery pick to give Steph right. more help to make him seem he's that good. Right. So, or to trade it. To trade it for something big. Or to trade it, yeah. That's absolutely true. Trade that first that the first draft pick overall and, and uh, Andrew Wiggins <laughs> for another star to yeah. help them 
to help them be dominant again. Well, yep. we'll have to see. I, I I do think they're tanking, so I don't I don't see how it's watchable basketball. Um, but no, they're you, absolutely tanking. Yeah, when you see Steph, Draymond, and Wiggins, you think, okay, well, they're going to put up some competitive games. I mean, maybe when they play the Rockets because they want to <laughs> stick it to them. That's really the only time I'm really going to watch it. Maybe when they they play the Lakers just to stick it to them. But other than that, they're not really trying to win. Now, how, what what do you guys think about Wiggins? And did they just grab Wiggins so they can package him in with a with yeah. a couple of picks or something to grab someone else, or, or they actually yeah. think Wiggins would be a good like third or yeah. fourth option? No, no unless they're trying to do Harrison Barnes 2.0. No, there's no way. No, there's no way. No, nope. yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. Unless unless they feel there's somebody in this draft that can fill in uh, a playmaker role at a four or five spot, and they're gonna think they're gonna run Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and that person, they're gonna have an, a stud lineup with that roster. Then maybe, but I I doubt it. I don't see that. No, I don't see yeah, that. But, yeah, we did. To to do that, it would have to be like a a next level type of superstar, like it, not uh, not another KD exactly, but right more right. more yeah a, a big time playmaker. So, something Wiggins and that person combined would be would make another type of superstar setting where you can't guard both because you you need two more good defenders. Something like that. We'll, we'll have to see. Yes, that's that place yes exactly. Our sixth and <laughs> final topic. There are currently ten contenders. In the NBA, starter or ride the bench? Um, here, we thank you. Ride the bench. As we count yeah. out in our heads, which teams yeah, are the contenders? Like his Clippers. Ride the bench. Yeah, ride the bench. No, there's there's about three teams out of the West, and, and there's two, out of, the and two yeah. out of the East. Yeah. Uh, I'm at I'm at I'm at six myself, so I'm I'm four out of the west and two out of the east. So we're it's we're right there together the on that it's one. The four out of the west. Well, if I could pick the Rockets four times, you know I definitely right. would. Right. Um, but but Rockets so you took are, them twice. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, now I picked I picked the Rockets, the Lakers, the Clippers, which I'm assuming are your three. Yes. Yep. And I'm picking uh, the Utah Jazz. I do think the Jazz are are a contender. I think yeah. they're good. Um, I, I don't believe in Denver. They haven't shown me anything different than they have the last few years. I don't believe in the Thunder. I think that's just a comeback story for Chris Paul. Um, I'm forgetting somebody in here. No? I've got to be forgetting I mean, the somebody. Mavs. The Mavs are there. Oh, the Mavs. That, that, that team is just not ex- – yeah, they're not experienced yet. They're not there yet. And then, of course, the, um, the Grizzlies are – that's just a – that's a filler team for the West. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I think the Jazz can can be something special. Now, um, they can't beat the Rockets. Rudy right. Gobert's um, Rudy Gobert's unplayable, and that ends up being the four five matchup for some odd reason. Then I mean that eliminates one of my contenders automatically. So either way, so um, but yeah, those would be my four. And then of course, um, I don't consider the Raptors there yet. Now, if the Raptors go on to get to to climb and stay the two seed and win, you know, twenty two of the next twenty eight games, and they're a dominant force. I mean, maybe. I mean, at that point, how can you not say they're real? Right, but yeah. um, you know, I don't see it yet. So, no, but the Bucks have the best player, and the Celtics are the deepest team. That that's right. that's I mean, absolutely that's, the truth. You know, so I just love getting the love here. <laughs> All right, we have a bonus segment, Steve. We we tricked you. That wasn't the final one. We have a bonus segment. We're switching gears. The MLB, our last starter, right? The bench. Will the Astros average seven hit batters a week? 
Starter, ride the bench. Ooh. Ooh. Starter. Starter. Astros going to get hit a lot this year. Seven batters a and week. That's, that's a starter until the league steps in. Yep. Yeah, we were we were talking about that too. We were talking about that before the show. That uh, uh, it's it, it's going to be really ugly, and then and then the, the league's going to take action against the people who are mad about the players cheating, but he will not punish the people who cheated. Yep, I agree. I think all twelve franchises need to be punished. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. <laughs> um, so when it comes to uh, Steve Reiser, he thinks. Seven Astros will be hit, or the same seven Astros will be hit. Honestly, they're hitting every Astro, even when they weren't on the roster. At this I point. think Altuve is going to hit, uh, going to get hit fucking quite Al- a lot. And so Altuve like might be ducking more than he's short enough, but he might be yeah. ducking even more. <laughs> oh yeah, that's shit. Yeah, so so no, ride, ride the bench because Altuve is going to duck. <laughs> that won't count as a hit, so I'm riding the bench. Altuve is going to duck out of a lot of them. You're right. I didn't take height into the equation. It's like rookie of the year. He has no strike zone. He has no strike zone. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Starter. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge story. MLB. Um, and just to be like a devil's advocate, it's something that MLB needs. Like uh, it's actually showing some of these players' personalities. Um, you know, even Mike Trout talked about it. Uh, and Rob Manfred, ha- he has no spine. He's a spineless little worm. So I, I will love to see him get fried for the first month of the season while these guys are getting pegged and he's knowing nothing about it. I just want to put this in perspective. I watched the ESPN highlights from the Astros-Mets game, and the Astros won 11-1, to but that wasn't the story. It was that George Springer whiffed on the first ball and landed on his butt, and so they said, must not have been a trash can. And then... <laughs> Altuve got hit, and Bregman got hit, and then it said Astros win eleven to one. Yep. yep. Like that, the whole story was the Astros and and, and this whole cheating scandal. And nothing to do with the game. Showed no highlights of home runs. Showed no highlights of double plays. But if you really want to stick it to the franchise media wise, that's the way you do it, right? They're going to be no fans of the Astros if they can't see any plays, right? So that's one way to do it. We'll end our segment there. As much as I hate to say that, we'll hit, we'll end our segment there. And oh, and if, if I didn't even give you my take, so I'm I'm definitely um, going to ride the bench. I think eventually Rob Manfred uh, will will step in. Um, but I think more was going to come out of this cheating scandal, like I like I've been preaching out loud, and like many Houston fans will preach out loud. Um, and there are going to be more teams with more crosshairs on them, but. Um, I don't think it'll last all year where they have seven seven uh, hit batters. All maybe year. maybe maybe for like the next six weeks. Yep. At least at least through the rest of the spring for sure. Um, when nothing counts. I mean, this is a time where you can just hit them away. They're not they're not doing anything, but they're just targets up there. So, um, but yeah. So let's let's end round one segment right there. Let's jump into our famous pick'em segment. XFL and NBA coming at you. Some analysis coming on these games. We have some really good games, including a Boston-Houston matchup where Steve and I are going to duke it out. And then some <laughs> of those great XFL Lone Star showdown. Houston Roughnecks, Dallas Renegades. So stay with us, folks, right after this commercial break. Welcome to Alamo City. Or is it the military city? Or is it the Riverwalk City? What in the world do you call San Antonio? You can find all the greatest and latest information on SATX Rated, proud sponsor of the Into the Lab podcast, and a big partner when it comes to finding your way around San Antonio, Texas. Go find SATX Rated on all major social platforms. Follow them, like them, share them, 
They're here for you. SATX rated. Find out what San Antonio is made of. Round two. Weekly pick'em and game outlooks. All right, we are back. Round two pick'em segment, our famous pick'em segment. I'm kind of high, boys. I love I love having this this segment with you guys. So let's talk about it and let's start with the XFL. And you went through it, Paul, earlier going going through week three. Let's talk about week four and let's start with uh, with those upset Wildcats, Los Angeles on the road visiting the New York Guardians. Seven point road favorite. So they win one game and all of a sudden we love them. Talk about this matchup and bring us in, Paul. Uh, I, I, New York has big problems on and off the field. Um, McGloin is throwing his team under the bus, like on national television. So I don't think those guys will follow him. Uh, I, I really don't. So give me the Wildcats. They're better than their one and two record, and I'll take them to cover on. The- All right, perfect. Steve, how do you feel on that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to ride with what Paul said. The Wildcats just got problems. I mean, no, New York's got problems. That's that's the horrible. You're picking them. Are you picking them to cover as well? Yeah, I'm going to take the Wildcats to cover. Yeah, I'm taking the Wildcats as well. They look great. I think that run game's gonna gonna go. They're gonna have film now on how they look successfully on offense. So I took the Guardians to adapt a little because their defense is not atrocious. It's just it's just bad. Um, but I expect uh, a lot of turmoil on the New York end, and the Wildcats look like the real deal. How many picks did they have, Paul? They have four picks on Cardell Jones? Yep, four picks of Cardell. So I'm going to pick the Wildcats to win. I don't think they cover. Um, They were not good at their um, extra point conversions at all. I think they covered, I think, two of six, something like that. Yeah, so So I'm going to go Wildcats uh, win, but they don't don't cover. I think the Guardians get a late late touchdown, and they convert or something like that to ruin that spread. So taking the uh, Guardians to cover the spread there, seven points. Let's take it over to the St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, they're hosting the Seattle Lizards over there. And I'm just kidding, Seattle Dragons. And uh, the Battlehawks, 12-point favorites at home. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, they've been very good this year so far. Um, Paul, lead us in on this one. Uh, it was great to see football back in St. Louis last week. They they filled up that dome pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, that quarterback is, you know, he's under control of that offense. They know what they're doing. Uh, they got creative on special teams last week. Uh, 12 is a lot, but Seattle just, they play uneven football. Silvers turns it over at the worst times. So I'm going to lay the 12. Okay, perfect. What about you, Steve? Uh, yeah, I'm going to round with what Paul said. I'm going to, I'm going to lay the 12, uh. All right, perfect. And I'm going to take the exact same thing. I don't think St. Louis is going to lose this game. I don't don't think it's going to be close either. So taking uh, St. Louis to win a dominant game, um, they just look like a really good team. Um, I I can't say anything wrong about St. Louis. Um, And I especially love that the special teams is mixing it up. Keeps things interesting. You're not just expecting a 20-yard turn back and, okay, let's get the offense on the field. I actually like it. Maybe we'll see some more innovation this this week. Um, Let's take our talents over to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay hosting D.C. I'm going to let you bring us in again on this one, Paul. Talk to us about D.C. They have a bounce-back week. Yeah, this line, they're dogs, right? D.C.'s dogs this week, right? Actually, D.C.'s a one-point favorite now. They turned it. Point, but very, yeah, well, they. I mean, this this line's still stupid. I mean, that's a total overreaction. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that I think that Cardell turns it around. The defense, you know, 
looks at that film, figures out what they did wrong, and you know, take care of Tampa Bay. Yeah, it did, it did look like Cardell was look was seeing ghosts on the field. It looked yeah. like he was just trying to force things, wanted to outdo it. A lot of smack talk on that field. If you watch the game at all, you could see that the tensions were high there. I don't know what the beef was between the two teams. I mean, even the commentators had no idea. Like, why is so much chirping happening? They were getting to fights left and right. So, um, motions down. I, I don't think Tampa Bay is really that good, to be honest. So, I'm going to take uh, the defenders as well. Were you going to say something, Paul? Yeah, I think that, that trade. They traded a linebacker for a, a defensive end, uh, too. I think maybe that played a little bit of something into it, you know, because uh, you can hear, you know, the calls up front. Uh, you know, most of those teams don't huddle. So I think that kind of maybe tipped some stuff off, and that's what started started the tempers flaring. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I just It just got, it got big fast. Like, the tempers really got up there, and you could see them really shoving each other, and the smack talk lasted the entire game, even though it was a blowout. It, it seemed like it was a back and forth just because of the crap talk that was going on. I'm trying not to say shit, and I have no reason why shit talk. So, <laughs> so Steve, you come on in. Do you you feel good with the defenders? Are you going to go Tampa Bay with the upset? Uh, no, I, I'm going to go with the defenders. Tampa Bay still sucks. They suck. Tampa Bay is bad. But, I mean, I will say about Tampa Bay, I I like that offense actually start to move last week. Yeah, they did. Once. They did look good. Yeah, we were just but talking. I, we, we were talking about that as well. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna continue, especially not against DC, who I who I think needs to bounce back. So I, I still have to take DC. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we had mentioned that in the uh, earlier segment. We're talking about the XFL. That Tampa Bay team played very close against Houston. Very surprising. I guess for the first home game, you know, you have to you have to bring that that you know gusto in. Um, but yeah, awesome. Well, let's take it to the game of the week, which is the Houston Roughnecks one point favorites on the road, visiting the Dallas Renegades. So the big MVP J Walker against Landry Jones. Um, and so this is going to be a, a big game. MVP J. <laughs> Do you like that, Steve? I love it. <laughs> and so, um, Paul, bring us in again with this one. Um, I, I, do you agree game of the week? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Houston is the best team in the league right now. Um, June Jones has that offense clicking. Uh, the defense is a little bit of concern, but honestly, Bob Stoops might be the most conservative coach in the XFL. He settles so much for field goals and punts, and, you know, I just don't see anything creative out of that offense. And Landry Jones has looked terrible. Honestly, the first two weeks, uh, you know, he had three and two last week, but he he's making awful decisions. I, I give me PJ Walker in that offense every day over them guys. Yeah, until somebody can show a defense that stops him consistently, I'm riding the Roughnecks. If you listen to me, if you listen to my my team, the Roughnecks are my team. I'm going Roughnecks. Steve, are you going to go different with us? No, I got to ride the Roughnecks. I they're the best team in the XFL. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's even close. I am very glad to have the MVP in Houston again when it comes to some football there. So you have our picks of the week. Obviously, a lot of home favorites between Steve and Paul. They have identical picks there. I would differ just a bit with the Wildcats pick. I don't trust them that much. So if you've been following us long, if you made money on us, let me tell you, I laid down 50 bucks on that Wildcats upset. I won 275. That was this guy. And so um, listen to us. We're making money. 
All right. We're actually good in the offseason, apparently. So let's talk NBA. <laughs> let's talk NBA. Let's let's go through the pick them for this this upcoming <clears throat> week. So we, we look at the games from Thursday to Tuesday. Wednesday nights are our off day. Um, and so and good luck to you, Boston Celtics fans tonight against the Jazz. I know that Jazz are kind of slumping right now. It should be a good win for you all. Um, but let's talk about tomorrow's game, starting off with the Knicks and the 76ers. The Sixers um, playing well without Ben Simmons, but going to play at home, uh, welcoming the Knickerbockers. Uh, let me start with you, Steve, on this one. Do you feel the Knicks pull the upset on the road? No, I don't feel the Knicks can ever win a game. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about you, Paul? No, the Knicks are trash. Uh, the 76ers... You know, when they play against the other contenders, that's when I want to see what it looks like. But I, I think they'll handle the Knicks. I do as well. So that's a straight sweet pick of Philadelphia. If you're writing money line options for the week and you want to parlay that, Philadelphia for tomorrow's early game. That's a 6 p.m. game. Indiana playing Portland. That's the next game up on TNT. The Pacers hosting the Blazers, the Pacers at home. So I'm going to pick this game. I'm actually going to pick the Pacers to win this game at home. Um, Portland without Damian Lillard still, um, although they do have some star power there with Melo and, and CJ McCollum. Um, I don't know if you count Hassan uh, Whiteside as uh, as a star, but he's definitely an inside presence. I still think Indiana has enough at home with momentum in the East, knowing that Philly is going to be teetering a little bit towards the end. I'm going to pick the Pacers. How about you? Uh, let's go, Paul. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like that Ben Simmons injury might be the spark Indiana needs. Uh, they've yep. been up and down, up and down. So, uh, you know, I'll take the, I'll take the Pacers coming across the, coming across the country. You know what I mean? I, I, I think they'll. Perfect. Steve going Portland. Or are you going to stay with Indiana? I'm going to stay with Indiana. Call that one a clean sweep. Clean sweep for our Thursday pick. So we're going to take it right into Friday. And uh, we're going to start with a doozy. I think we might differ on this one. Miami playing host to Dallas, Miami at home. Going to be playing on their local network. Uh, both teams, similar records. Everybody playing. Miami at home playing against the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to start with you, Paul. Uh, I'm going to take the heat. That's South Beach. It kind of it gets people. Um, so I, I'm going to take the heat at home. But the, the Mavs are coming. I, I, I really I really like what they're doing. I'll stick with Miami here. Okay. Steve? I'm going to take the Mavs. I just think they can outgun Miami. I, I, I agree with what Paul said, but I had to switch it up. So I'll take yeah. the Mavs. I'm taking the Mavs on the road as well. I think Luka's coming into his own, and uh, Miami stole one in Dallas earlier in the year, so I'm going to take Dallas on the road. Of course, playoff purposes, I hope Dallas loses, but I'm going to say logically Dallas is going to win this game. Um, let's stay on the same day, but later on in the day, and I am skipping the Thunder Bucks matchup. I'm sorry, guys, just couldn't do it. Let's talk about the Clippers late game on ESPN, hosting the Denver Nuggets. I think that's a big game, especially for playoff um, situation, situational seating. Um, Houston's grinning at this matchup because either way, we're catching one. And so, Clippers at home against the Nuggets. Nuggets say they're feeling good. I'll start with you again on this one, Paul. Man, I, I can't figure the Clippers out right now. You know, they're—I don't know if it's locker room issues or what, but uh, they haven't looked really, you know, like a team in a minute. Uh, but I don't trust Denver away from home, so I'm going to stick with the Clippers. All right, perfect. And I'm I'm going to go over to myself, and I'm going to pick the Denver Nuggets to win this game. Um, and the reason being is because I think they are um, playing uh, team basketball still. I think they're still themselves. And just like what Paul's alluding, you can't just trust 
um, y- you know, any team to play like they're supposed to be playing, especially these two teams, especially these two teams. Because one day you think, oh, Denver still has it. They're still here. All of a sudden they, you know, the next night they, they, they're just nowhere to be found. And then with the Clippers, same exact thing, almost like the 76ers. One day they look fantastic. The next day they just look absolutely terrible. Um, if I seem distracted during that segment, I absolutely was because I just saw the Rockets were winning by 20 against the Grizzlies. So I'm coming back over to my area. So I apologize for that. Um, but 57-37 uh, for my Rockets fans out there. That's where I was at when I checked the score. So I'm um, going to you, Steve. What do you think about this game? Uh, I'm going to take the Clippers at, at home because, again, it's, it's the can't trust the Nuggets on the road. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even trust the Clippers right now either. What both of you guys said. <laughs> I guess we're going to go for a tie, double overtime. No, they can't tie. Oh, darn. All right, so uh, we're coming down to a clutch matchup at this point, a Saturday game, a Saturday game that we've been waiting for for a very long time since the Houston win in Houston. Houston going to Boston, Boston hosting the Houston Rockets. I'm going to start with Steve Reisner. Who do you have in this game? Oh, my completely non-biased opinion is that the Celtics will win. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all. You, can't, you can't handle Tatum. <laughs> Paul, how about you? He's, he's the problem. And this is just so tough because I, I really like what the Celtics are doing and the Rockets right now. Both of them just believing in what they're doing. Um, you know, that's been it's been a tough road trip for Boston, so... Uh, I'll say they try to get back on track at home. I'll t- I'll take Boston at home. Okay, perfect. And I'm gonna go and take. Bo- <laughs> I'm taking. The Give me a break. I'm taking the Rockets on the road. I I, I you know I, I like Tatum. I like the challenge with Tatum. Let's see what Covington does. We'll switch up Tucker on him. We'll switch in other uh, defenders just to switch it up, just to switch it, just to switch, 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 and see what happens. Um, and and then you guys got to deal with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. You can't play your big men; they're unplayable. So see what you guys kind of do with your five-man lineups and see what you test. Everybody's but, but, testing their defense against Houston. So, But seriously, why couldn't this game, like, Rockets and Boston, just one? Like, the stars would have aligned this yeah. game was next Saturday. It would have been perfect. Literally one week later. You know, the only it, thing that we can hope for is that there's something that postpones it to next Saturday. <laughs> Maybe a certain power outage. <laughs> I... Are you? I, I mean, I, I can't make things like that happen. That's not really in, in my wheelhouse. Um, I, I think you're talking to the wrong guy oh. on, on this situation. Gotcha. I feel there's a, there's, a wink, there's a wink in there, but I can't see it. I'm just going to ride with it and say, okay. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you just check the chat? got it so we'll move on to another game in sunday we're gonna we're gonna gonna, you knew you're gonna have a game san antonio i know you're listening the san antonio (laughs) hosting those orlando magic i i clicked i picked this game on purpose because the magic are on a back-to-back coming to san antonio so uh i'm gonna ride first i'm gonna pick the spurs last time you were last week you were the only game i got wrong thanks a lot spurs fans <laughs> i even put go spurs go on my twitter so i'm really pissed off about that but i'm gonna go over to you paul how do you feel about the spurs against the magic uh, i'm gonna take them i i i, I think Matt, the orlando is gonna be 
in trouble down there in that eighth seed. Like they're teetering along, and I, I don't know, I don't know if they have enough to hold it or not. Uh, that Hawks game tonight, well, I, that should be interesting. I'm trying looking for that score. So, uh, but I'm gonna take the Spurs at home. Perfect. What about you, Steve? I'll take the Spurs at home. I, I can't trust the Magic, but again, no one trusts the Spurs. But I'll take the Spurs at home just because. Yeah. Why not? Spurs at home. It's, yeah. It's it's a first Spurs sweep of the year, so we'll definitely be posting that and reposting that as we go along. But go Spurs, go for that Saturday game. Let's talk about um, next Sunday now. Let's look at the Toronto Denver game. I think that's going to be a very intriguing game. Toronto on the road playing on the local network in Denver. Um, Denver, very difficult place to play in. I'm going to start this one off with Paul. Yeah, uh, Denver's real good up there. Um, but I, I like Toronto. I, I'm going to take Toronto in that game. Okay. Steve, how are you feeling about this game? Uh, I'll, I'll take Toronto. I'll, I'll ride with Paul on that one. I'm going to take Toronto as well. My gut says Denver, but I think this is one of those games where they pulled off the upset in LA and then they give one back for some reason. And this is the give me back. I think, I think it should be the game they win, but they give it back. So let's, let's take our, our talents uh, to good old New York and New York um, hosting the Houston Rockets this time, a revenge game for the New York Knicks from last Monday, the Knicks um, hosting the Rockets. Uh, I will start with you, Paul, in this game. Two Knicks games. Are you kidding me? Uh, I know. Yeah, the, the Rockets will smash them. Smash them. <laughs> I, I will say uh, I believe in the Houston Rockets. I hope they pull through in this game. Steve? Uh, I, I hate to do this because you're here, but I'm going to take the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, you're about one pick uh, or two, two, three picks too late on that pick, Steve. But we'll, we'll, we definitely have time to redo that Boston-Houston pick. We can talk about that later. Um, so that takes us to Tuesday. And Tuesday – actually – Wait, that doesn't take us to Tuesday. That keeps us on Monday. There is a, another big matchup on Monday, and that's a second Miami Heat game. So Miami playing host to the Milwaukee Bucks, so our first Milwaukee Bucks matchup here. Um, Bucks on the road in Miami. How do we feel about Miami at home? Still pointing it against a, a good team like Milwaukee, or do we feel Milwaukee's just too talented? I'm going to start with I'm wait, start wait, wait. Okay. Oh, start with me? Yep. Uh, I'm going to take Milwaukee. They're too talented. You know, I hit Milwaukee. Gotcha. Paul, what about you? They're putting their stamp all over the East right now, and I just think Miami's the next victim in line. So uh, definitely the Bucks. way too much. My, my, Miami's not that good. Yeah, I'm taking Milwaukee as well. I think we said on the last show, uh, where's the offense come from with if their defense is stout? Um, where do they get their offense from other than um, a couple plays for Jimmy Butler here and there? And and, um, you know, I love Eric Spolstra, but designing plays is not his thing. Gathering stars is more his thing, you know, which is really Pat Riley. But. Well, they, 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 I remember they came to Boston to see I was at the game, and Jimmy Butler scored like 35 points, and we still beat them by like 25 points. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Where does their offense come from? How do they compete when it's 120 points needed? Where does it come from? So, If, if, if Jimmy Butler scoring 35 and you're not competitive in the game, there's a Yep, completely agree. Well, let's take us to our last game, which is where all the Lakers fans are currently scratching their head, how their best team in the West didn't get one damn game in this entire segment. And so the Lakers playing host to the Philadelphia 76ers. You're welcome, Lakers fans. Lakers uh, playing this primetime game. Um, I'll start this one off. I'm going to pick the Lakers to win. 
at home. Philly is atrocious um, on the road. So taking the Lakers. I'm going to go to you next, Paul. Same exact thoughts, Ernest. Like, uh, they're just terrible on the road. And like you said, they like LA likes to put on a show at home. So give me the Lakers. Perfect. Steve, round us up on this segment. You're really going to make a Boston fan give it. Give an objective take on, on the game between the Lakers and the Sixers. Yes, please. Completely unbiased take. Oh. The Lakers are going to win. The Sixers suck. <laughs> Le- LeBron James is, is too good for the Sixers to handle. Oh, God, that was hard to say. <laughs> there was there was Steve's honest take almost sounded like a sober Steve so we appreciate that take Steve that final selection and that is our famous pick'em guys that's round two right there let's wrap everything up here we are hitting the road if you haven't heard again in this segment we are going on the road in March we will be in Boston next weekend you'll have the three of us live at the <coughs> ESPN Sports Analytics Conference next week um we will be prime time enjoying ourselves there in Boston. So if you're in Boston, if you want to be a part of the show, just send me a message on at the sport gene, reach out to any one of us on the blue collar sports radio network. Uh, we are here. We'll put you on. We'll have a good time in April. The same crew will be back together again in Vegas for the NFL draft. Why else would we be there? Oh, well, I guess we can gamble a little, but really we're going to be there for the draft and we're going to be having a good time doing live coverage, having live uh, audiences giving their takes and watching the live crowd reactions. Can't wait to hear the boos. And then in May, we'll be back in Vegas for a stop during the NBA playoffs. We'll be getting the best picks from live audience or live people making their bets um, and seeing what their reactions are to some of those games. And then in June in Seattle and Portland for the Houston Astros tour up there when they go to their rivals, the Seattle Mariners. So hitting the road into the lab, having some fun. That's what this big podcast is about. We hope your morning drive has been great. You know, we invite all other media members and sports podcasts to join us on Into the Lab. Part of our mission on the Blue Collar Sports Radio Network is to debate, share hot takes of the week, and do what we love the most, which is talk sports. Hard work, strong takes, and entertainment to your ears. The Blue Collar Sports Radio Network. With our mothership acknowledged, we appreciate all of your support. Hashtag ELM. That equals every listen matters. Listen to us. Share us. Leave us a review. Make sure you promote us. We promote you guys. We only grow as your support does. I was your host, Ernest Silva. And on behalf of everyone this morning on this podcast, by the way, Steve, Dre did make an appearance while you weren't here. Hope your favorite teams win and all your bets hit. Have a great day, everyone. I don't don't believe you. you've been listening to analysis from around the nfl and nba on the sports genes into the lab podcast send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the anchor app and follow the sports gene on facebook twitter instagram and Overtime Heroics today. Yo, what up, guys? <laughs> Just popping in to say hello. <laughs> Dre, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? I'm in a meeting. <laughs> <laughs>
but uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, there there are some things that are more important than business. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for popping my drink. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. <laughs> All right, fellas, I got I gotta right. run, but see you uh, later, man. Later, brother. Bye. Hey, and if and if Steve if Steve shows up, you tell him that I made that I did make the show. <laughs> 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 Screw you, Steve. <laughs> All right.